also like to talk about living ageless and graphing. Graphing is uh, the way that Japanese um, used to create hybrids. Like there's a particular plant and it wants to be different. They want to change it and it, to become a hybrid. So they graft from that one plant and mix it with the other. And so it's kind of like I'm dealing with a lot of gardening right now and farming. So it's really piqued my interest about some things as it relate to growth, farming, and nature versus nurture. And um, so I'm thinking, so, you know, we're planted in our mother's garden. And she waters us. We begin to grow. And then there's this maybe other mother who doesn't really get the role of watering, nurturing. And so she pours piss. with piss-poor ideologies, addictions, drugs, whatever. And she tells you it's rain, but it's really piss. So then this child is not given the proper tools to grow and develop and thrive. So they're really enslaved. That's kind of the beginning of what happens. They're enslaved in poor poverty, abject poverty, um, poor patterns, behaviors, and belief systems. All the things that are going to cause them to lack in life. And then they start for some some glitch in the universe or whatever. They still get a chance to grow. Life is breathing to them. But is it a good way or is it a bad way? Because we must remember the other ones receiving the water, the sunshine and all that they need to grow strong. But this one wasn't given. This was the one that could and that would have to go through so many things, so many wrongs to finally get to the right. But they're enslaved. So then they start taking on this persona where I need to connect with someone or something else. But it's not healthy. It's codependence. It's codependence even for its existence. So then it begins the entrapment. We're going from the enslavement to the entrapment because we're, you have to understand 
or understand or overstand that this particular flower is still whittled with bad habits, behaviors, beliefs. You know, um, just several things. It's still is it's it's not healthy. Manipulation, control. So it it goes and it and it finds something and it and it starts a possession, obsession. It's like when you go to the circus and you see the elephants in the circle. They're holding tails and trunks, and they're walking in a circle. So now. It's into the entrapment. It's entrapped this other plant because it wants to be different. It wants to become like something other than what it is. So now it has entrapped another one. Oh, and you know, a lot of things could happen there. It can become the American dream. It can become the beauty. It can actually become very, very wealthy and have a lot of material things and at the same time have no thing. Just getting more and more empty. Not healing. So then it starts that journey of entrapment, of trauma bonding with, with others. And this is really a plant, and I'm talking about it, in a soliloquy of relationships. So now the two of them have entrapped through trauma bonding. But oh, I'm not finished. And then he comes the other part. I think Jada Pinkin said it easiest and said it best. The entanglements, because now we're so entrapped, we need to look outside. Because we're always looking outside. But it becomes on a, a grander scale. Because now we're going to start bringing other people in. And I'm not certain how popular the lifetime stories are, but a lot of people don't make it out of entanglements alive. And so if we look at nature versus nurture, and we can learn so much from nature, Because grafting in and of itself was a man-made thing. We have this plant, this herb or whatever, but we want to change it. And that process of enslavement, entrapment, and entanglement, it begins... And that timeline begins. And that behavior just continues. You see, because 
threes don't work. You take a triangle and try to push it like it's a round circle, you're going to have a problem because it can't function like a circle. It's a triangle. I can remember when I was a kid, my mother used to always say, you can't mix all your friends. You can, because some, someone's going to get hurt. That two can sit there and be friends. So you divide three into a hundred and see what you get. It's like you a hundred divided by three, you're going to get indefinite. And I'm not certain if I say it, but a hundred divided by three or three divided, it's going to get indefinite. It's going to be three, three, three. It's not going to work. But your ego can tell you very different. So then once that all starts falling into a million pieces, the enslavement has only magnified. And that could have ended that entanglement in someone lost of life, unfortunately. Divorce. It could have ended in several things, even other children being made in an entanglement. Very reckless. And then the process starts over. Because see, now that ego is telling you, this time you're going to do it right. So then we start the whole enslavement. Mental incarceration is the worst because it's self-inflicted. It's self-inflicted. So here we go. Now we have this horror, this one horror. And now you're going to build on that horror because you haven't taken the time to heal. To ask for forgiveness, to forgive yourself, and to love yourself enough to not continue in having a reckless life. So you start the whole process off again. Hypothetically, in that, that first entanglement, you maybe had, um, who knows, maybe five children. I remember this young lady told me a story. She said her, her mom and her two sisters live next door to this man and his wife and his five children. And she said he was so nice because every Christmas he would come to our house, which we were neighbors, and he would give us really nice Christmas gifts. And we used to always say how nice... I'm going to just hypothetically say Mr. Herbert was. And uh, one day, one of the family members finally told this young lady, stop bragging about how nice Mr. Herbert is. Mr. Herbert is all of your, you, your sisters, 
daddy. That was that entanglement. He lived next door to his mistress with his wife and children. Next door, neighbors. Oh, what a web we weave. So that's what I'm talking about. It's a cycle. And they have a shelf life. But what is that going to look like? How many people are going to be hurt? Because of you grafting. You start the whole process again. You get with someone else. You're enslaved again. Because you've not found your own worth or self-love. Only is, this is just, again, a grander scale. Then the entrapment happens. Because even in enslavement, I actually think that you can actually seem productive to the world. Like it is really working. You know that song, Oh, I'm a Great Pretender? Yeah, well, that, that's kind of where that song starts. And you, in this, in this enslavement, it can start. And it's like crossing to the other side of the river. You might step on a few pebbles and your feet hurt, and, but you make it there. And you can project this image. The new house, the new car. Even in enslavement, you could do that. Because let's know, let's know one of you are trying to benefit. That's why you got into it. It was about benefiting because you're going to do it bigger and better this time. You're not going to wait until the entrapment, feeling entrapped to get material things. You're going to get in the first half while you're still enslaved and tied to all that stuff. From your past because what you have to overstand and understand once you're ready to let go of the past the past will let go of you because it's sick and tired of you anyway so then you get to the entrapment so you feel like you're ahead of the game because you were able to make the the show start in while you were still enslaved this time because you're doing it better so now you're in entrapment. So by the time you go to entrapment, you're already feeling entrapped because you remember you re received some material possessions in that first part. So now you're in entrapment and immediately in it, you're miserable because you have a few material things. You might even have a Tesla or two. Who knows? And... Now you're in this material place and you're just really losing your mind. Your soul, your blood, that your liquid blood is your soul. See, now what is so sad about the grander scale, what you thought you were going to play the game, but life played you. 
because now it's not just mental incarceration. It is coming out of your soul much deeper. The cut is so much deeper. So what do you do? You go back to the familiar. Entanglement. And you go start bringing, are you grafting? You start grafting in some more. Start a whole nother life within a life. Really, I don't want to sound like I'm perfect because I'm still working through things. But I can assure you, this splinter in my eye is no way as big as that plank in some others. So stay in your lane. And then you don't get caught in these horrible cycles. So now you're in entanglement. It's all good. Everybody wins. Maybe about four more babies are born in that. Really. Now you have those four plus the other five from the last entanglement. Life is getting really interesting. So now this time, after this entanglement, we're going to do it a little different because that's what grafting is. You're always trying to be those wrongs. And the, un the, the funny thing is, as I look at those situations, it's just people trapped in the timeline of adolescence, never grew up. Peter Pan. Peter Pan syndromes. I'm never grow up. I'll never grow. It's kind of like that. But you must remember, when you were in your mother's garden, piss was thrown on you, and you were told it was rain. And you never dealt with it. You just kept going. And going like the Energizer Buddy. Just going and going and going. And ruining people's lives. Because everybody's lives get messed up. Nobody wins. Nobody. I remember my mom worked in a sewing factory for 30 years. And because of those same graphs grafting she came home and it was countless times that women had fights over men and took and burned them on the hot ironing boards threw their bodies up there and burned those each other fighting over a man as I said nobody went And sometimes we just have to go through those wrongs to get to the rights. But that's a whole nother story. That's why I told it like that. But once you hit your spiritual journey, 
You don't allow things to just go on and on. You start correcting that stuff real fast because it comes around even faster to bite you in your butt. It's not even funny. It really isn't. Once you are given that mission and you accept it, you don't let anything take you away from it. And it's very clear that sometimes it gets even harder because sometimes we have to say two goodbyes. We have to say goodbye to the unconditional love because it probably wasn't even give and take. It was, if, if I give you something, what are you going to give me? It was never, and then you have to say goodbye to the friendship, even if there was a friendship. It's a twofold. And then you cut all the cords and not look back. You accept the peace, but know that that or whatever that was, was toxic. And that's where you leave it. You don't go back and touch that. Because your peace is going to leave. It's going to come with the noise and it'll never stop. Because it'll never accept responsibility for its own actions. And that's just how that is. That's what codependency looks like. That's what insecurity looks like. Lack of self-esteem, lack of confidence, that's what it looks like. It's all over the place. I don't remember the scripture, but it's in the Bible. And it talks about a dog. Uh, about it licking up its own vomit. I know it's a scripture and I don't remember it. But I'm sure it's there. Because it's etched in my soul. And that's why I know it's there. So, the next few days, I'm going on a retreat. I, well, I talked about it a little bit in my blog. A couple of months ago, I wasn't really on a board about it, but as this time has come up on me, I'm really excited because I think I need to bring myself out into a space that is not familiar. Sometimes when you stay small in the familiar, it's, it, it's like it starts closing in on you because you know where everything is. There's nothing new under the sun. That's vanity I'm talking about. And so, you know, just feeling like, well, I know where everything, sometimes it's just good to not know where everything is. It's a trick of the trade with the ego because it, the ego convinces you that familiar is okay. Even if it's just licking up your own vomit, the ego can convince you that's even okay. So... In closing, oh, you can go to my blog, Fabulous Biscuits and Spilled Tea. I'm kind of working on the Instagram reels. Not really good with that, but I'm just 
testing the waters. That's what growth is all about. And maybe one day I could look back and say, oh, how terrible it was, and then see how far I've come. And then maybe the retreat will take and open that up. I don't really know. But just allowing me to not think about everyday things and go into something that's not familiar, I'm sure that it will spark something else in me. So in closing, I would like to say, mind of I salutes your divine. Namaste.